I love that. A, a beautiful can opening sound effect to get the show underway because we are going to open several cans of worms this week on the Wheelhouse podcast, Kate Bates. Did you see what I did there? It wasn't a sound effect, though. I'm well, just popping my, can. my San Pellegrino. Your San Pelle. <laughs> yes, sounds a little bit... Uh, snobby. A little posh, <laughs> isn't it? There's just little good posh. old tap water out there, but that's okay. That's yes. all right. I've been uh, walking, walk, uh, watching the uh, Victoria Beckham, David Beckham documentary. Good doco. Speaking of posh, so, you know. They've stolen our ideas. They have. That's all right. mm. uh, this is the Wheelhouse <laughs> Podcast, episode 81, just like that. Can you believe it? My name's Joel Spreadborough. Kate Bates is here. Hank Vogels is in the house as well. DJ Hank, I'm going to say, wearing... Very, very stylish sunglasses today, my friend. Well, they are actually are prescription, and uh, I, I can't see without them. <laughs> We've got to start, but I do feel like a rapper. Printing above 10 point font. I've been saying it to Merxy for months, but we'll, we'll get to it. It's yeah, we'll turn the A4 rundown into an A3 one just for you, <laughs> yeah. and then we'll get the sunny, 100%. the dark sunnies off. There's 100%. a lot to talk about today. I said episode 81, but the number 50 has a little bit of relevance today's show as well and I'm going to stop talking about it now because it makes me so damn angry you're going to find out why a little bit later there's some Aussies that have been doing extraordinary things it seems like that's just a week-to-week thing for us because Aussies are awesome let's be honest they are I mean this week particularly good but yeah. I don't know maybe we can turn it into a whole season worth what do you reckon hundred uh, percent it's going to happen yeah big Always season happens. for the Aussies mm. love it love it love it love it uh some well you know I'm not going to say comebacks, but just something that's got Merxy excited. You'll have to stick around and hear about it as well. Kate has another wonderful bit of bike kit to showcase for you as well. And guess what? Another big name has jumped on social media. You're not going to believe it. It's all happening here on the Wheelhouse Podcast, Catherine. Firstly, um, Hank and I were asking, we were just chatting before, it's like, how do we, is there etiquette when you're with an official ambassador? Do we mm. need to like bow? Uh, do we need to wait to, for you to speak mm. before we speak, or like how, how does this all work? Because you had some big news during the week. Uh, yes, you can now refer to me as Ambassador Bates, <laughs> the Ambassador, Ambassador, uh, and you can curtsy if you like. Oh, good! I thought. See, I yes. told you, Hank. I can't physically do that. <laughs> A bow will suffice. <laughs> all that is that because of the y- years of the I bow down to no one. Yeah, it's oh heaven. Actually, that's true, and that's fair. No. Um, Thank you, Joel. Um, but you can call me Ambassador Kate or King just Kate. the Ambassador. Uh, I was announced as the official ambassador of the Brisbane Cycling Festival. Amazing. So, little clap to myself. I'm very, very honoured. Yeah, very honoured to do it. So we had a lovely little uh, photo shoot, um, took the kids along and uh, had also some ladies from Sisters of the Saddle and Chicks Who Ride Bikes to come along and support, which was absolutely sensational. Uh, got Merxy to sit down and take a nice little family pic with us too. That's awesome. And, and I'm very pleased to say he was wearing the Wheelhouse T-shirt. Good. So representing Good. us all. Check that out. Um, Lovely. In his car. T-shirt. Ah, oh, look at that. There you go. Smiling mob that we are. Jeez, you scrub up well, Merxy. <laughs> Thank you, mate. <laughs> But yeah, it, look, it's a real honour. It's a fantastic uh, festival, Australia's largest cycling festival. It runs for six weeks, starts with the Aussie Track Nationals, uh, and we're going to get some of our Olympic hopefuls on show there. So that's really cool. And it finishes with the Tour of Brisbane. Uh, and incidentally, the family ride is now on Saturday. We did it last year. We did, yeah. The 10K. Still have so, sore glutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll be doing a Tour of Brisbane again uh, next year. So... 
I'm, I'm really hoping that we can get a bit of a crew to come yeah. along and join us. Uh, so we'll be building up to that uh, over the next few weeks. But what I'm most excited about, and Hank, you've been to the festival mm. in a yeah. lot of capacities. Yep. Top of my list at the moment, aside from all the serious business, is Sisters of the Saddle are planning in what they're calling an ergo disco. Mm-hmm. So they're putting a whole heap of trainers, bikes in a room with disco balls and dance music and they're pretty much having a party on bikes. I mean, that ticks all the boxes for me. It does Isn't that just like going to F45 but at <laughs> night with the or, or not? Well, no, F45 don't have bikes. They've got, you know, oh, all those know, funny exercises. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Throw yeah. a beer Pelot- keg around and Peloton. Yeah. Or Peloton, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like a Peloton, but yeah, I like it. Either way, disco I mean, balls. they've been disco balls. They've been throwing around the ideas of um, margarita slushies. So let's just. Okay, <laughs> great. Okay. So like a beer run, really. I mean, like, you know, what, beer pub crawl yeah. kind of thing? Well, but just I with mean, margaritas and disco balls. And in one room. So kind of not like a pub crawl at all, but I like what you're thinking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> Hank, you could wear those sunnies to the. Disco. Yeah, I, oh, I've got to see. I've got to see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he wants to get through the door without tripping over, then yes, he probably will wear them. But Kate, I, uh, yeah, but I probably will be blind because I am blind. Yeah. Like I can't see. <laughs> and no not left. a margarita to be seen. So That's what I meant. It will be a literal, a literal panic at the disco. If <laughs> Oh, there you go. If he doesn't have his already. glasses on. Oh, you're on fire. Tons of stuff. Well, I've actually today worn a very glitzy shirt. Uh, it's yep. got sequins, gold, black, white, sequins all over it. Black and gold. So, do you see where yeah. I'm going with this? Yeah. Very festival-y kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah, feeling it. Feeling it early. Yeah. Get the lollipops and the glow sticks out. It'll all be happening. We'll put a crew together. We'll... A yeah. wheel-a-ton, not a peloton, a wheel-a-ton. Oh. I don't know. We'll I don't, there's a lot happening. I mean, we'll keep you updated yep. along the journey. We're not going to dump mm. the program all on you now, but it's going to be a lot of fun. It right. is indeed. Mm. Uh, look, congr- in, all, in all seriousness, congratulations, Ambassador. It's a huge and a very well-deserved. And you know thank what? You. It cements your status as a Brisbaneite. So welcome oh, thank to the you. fabulous Southeast. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. I did say in our lovely city. Yes. You did. So there you go. Didn't go unnoticed oh, either. On a serious note, though, about the Brisbane Cycling Festival, where in Australia can you shut down a capital city and put a bike race on? Roads completely closed. Yeah. Family, get on the road, shut down. You couldn't do that anywhere else in Australia. No, so it's that, that is really cool. Yeah. And um, get the kids over the Story Bridge again. Yeah, some great. Look, new new bridge open too, the beautiful Breakfast Creek. Uh, Green Bridge yeah. is open. I did it the other day. It's, it's a happening. great way to cut down your travel time to the pub. It's excellent. The Breakfast Creek Hotel there. It was just fantastic. Really positive stuff. Love it. Very yeah. positive. On the Wheelhouse podcast. So let's look through the week that was, Catherine. You're particularly excited. Uh, just a, just another big week for Australia, basically. It has been. Yes, yes. I've got um, a little bit of a wrap here. Um I mean, in the most excellent news, the Aussies have absolutely been kicking butt. Can I pause you for a sec? Because I feel like we need to do this more. I, I think we need to wrap our arms around this and do it properly. Merksy, okay. can you find Kate just on the one shot, nice tight sort of mid-shot mid, mid oh, shot yep. news frame for us? Can we do this officially? <laughs> have we got some music, Luke? Okay. All right. Okay. It's Catherine Bates with Wheelhouse News. Uh, in excellent news this week, the Australians have been kicking butt. Uh, we started at the Tour of Oman where Caleb... 
won the first stage. Now, this is the first UCI win of the season and only the second in the last 12 months. In the last 18 months, it's only been three wins. Uh, so they've been a bit thin on the ground. Now, he said he was very excited to win because it gave him the confidence uh, that he could deliver, not just for himself, but also for the new team, uh, Team Jayco Alula. Meanwhile, over at the BMX track, uh, Saya Sakakabara, she has won the first and the second round of this year's World Cup, BMX World Cup. This brings her win run to five in a row, so she is beautifully placed for the Paris Olympics. But more than that, the next round is in Australia, in Brisbane, uh, on the 24th and 25th of February. Um, so get out amongst that. Uh, now, more good news, guys. Ben Glutzi O'Connor, uh, he has won, and he won in with a breakaway in the Vuelta a Mercia. Now, it's the earliest victory he's ever had in the season. Wow. Good signs, right? Indeed. <laughs> so he'll be focusing uh, on the Giro 100%, not confirmed if he's going to the Tour yet. Uh, but good news for him. If we head back to the UAE, 21-year-old uh, Neve Bradbury, who won Zwift Academy a couple of years ago, the young Aussie, uh, she was second um, on the Queen's stage. But this was pretty important for her because it's the first time she's really stepped up at World Tour level to be on the podium. Um, what was also amazing about that stage, it finished on a 10-kilometre climb and it was won by Lotta Kapeki, who is now being described, guys, as the most versatile rider in the peloton, male or female, road 100%. world champion as a sprinter, track world champion, and now winning um, up the climbs. Um, so we've also got Remco. He took a victory at the Figueria Champions Classic. Mark Cavendish took a victory at the Tour of Columbia. It's been a very big week all around for the big names. Catherine and Bates, it's a wrap. Thank you very much. Your news first. Well, several days <laughs> after it breaks, only on the Wheelhouse yes, Podcast. Yes. Wait, hold on a sec. Oh, sorry, some breaking news here. I'm just going to go to the bunker inside the bunker. Merksy, what have you got for us? Well, we've clearly missed the biggest news of the week, Catherine Bates. Sorry, my report was quite comprehensive. Yes, oh, I'm, except I'm, what's uh, happening? Peter, Peter Sagan <gasps> rode his first mountain bike race for real for specialised <laughs> factory racing. Is that a, Back to you. Is that our standard now? We're reporting on who starts race. He didn't win. That's not news. No, well, oh. hang on. He didn't even podium. He's done, isn't he? he oh, that's oh, right. Sorry, oh, man. Respect you three. Anyway, there you go. Peter Sagan back on the mountain bike. First official race. <laughs> okay. So that th is news, Fogles. So my, <laughs> my new segment is the news. Uh, Merxie's new segment is... What did Peter Sagan do this week? Sagan rap. Uh, turning to finance, and let's have a look at the revenue streams from the Peter Sagan Resort for the last weekend as well. I think we could find lots of angles with Peter Sagan. So thank you, Merksy. Yes. Thank yep. you. Yep. And Not I am love. the executive producer, just reminding you both. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, I've just, just cut noted us all that on, all the, out. on the rundown. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, Luke. <laughs> uh, okay, now, please, if you were paying attention to the cycling media cycle, there you go, this week... You might have heard this little grab. It's um, completely different. This, it's kind of like as if it's junior or under 23 racing now. There's sort of less right. respect Everyone's for each pinned. other as well. Yeah, it's yeah. like Is everyone really? just like goes where they want, you know, chopping each other up a bit. Whereas before you, yeah. you know, you'd fight for position, but it'd be a bit more calm. Whereas now it's just bonkers and that respect and sort of that hierarchy in the peloton. Not that that was... Mm. It kind of was a good thing, like in a certain way, but now it's just every man for himself, doggy dog, which 
you just gotta get you gotta join them haven't you really get stuck uh, yeah. in yeah okay now two just two quick points firstly it was that was garen thomas we know gt we know the voice very well Secondly, those bloody podcasts where the hosts always talk over each other and talk so much shit. Jeez, they get me. Anyway, second <laughs> point. Um, was he talking about professional cycling or the beer queue down at the local? Yeah, well, he, I actually listened a couple of times to this because, and Hank, I'm super curious on your take on this, but he went on to say it used to be more chilled, but these days it's basically full on from kilometre zero from the start to the end. It's four or five hours of concentration. You used to be able to have a chat with your mates, but now you're in the zone. I'm sorry, this is a bike race, and it seems like he's suggesting there's less respect because people are wanting to race from kilometre zero. Well, that's always been the case. In every single race you do. I actually think, and Merksy's going to love this, though, that there used to be, back in the day, there used to be matriarchs, like four blokes that would com- control... Pelotons, like Chippo used to get to the front, the Giro, and put his arms out like an albatross. And if you went past, <laughs> he'd ping you with a water bottle in the head. And what, it's Hold on, what do you mean ping with a water bottle in the head? Throw a full water bottle at you and hit you while you were attacking up the road because they wanted to have an easy first hour. Now, that's Chippo, and he may be in jail, not sure. Um, He's certainly on charges, I believe. Some, somewhere there, but anyway, so... Th- <laughs> So you've got to have you you've got to have those like matriarchs, those, the bosses in the bunch. Maybe there's not enough bosses because there's on. always been young bucks coming and attacking in every race. But what's wrong with attacking? It's a bike race. Why do you need Correct. a boss? But I'm th- I think he's talking about I think he's talking about um, like in longer stage races because every one day race is mm. completely is is completely like that from start to finish. So. For us, it's, it's just, I think it's the three-week fatigue and, okay, mate, let's have an easy day. We just rode seven hours yesterday. So, you know, get everyone kind of calm for the first hour. But uh, that co- that brings me back to how young you know, the age of the peloton is now. Yeah. So there's a couple of big points there. Maybe, you know, the, the bosses aren't being the bosses and maybe the age is getting younger. Can I ask one question? Isn't this brought up every year? I've only been around the sport for a few years but it it seems to be on a little bit of a loop is that is that always been the case or is it just a these bloody kids these days you know ruining everything well good question you hear it a lot but i thought oh i'll type into google you know uh what i typed in there's no respect in the peloton and uh 2015, 2016, 2018, 2022 was uh, Merxy, your boy, Peter Sagan, yep. saying there's no respect anymore. Uh, in 2021, 2023, Michael Matthews had yeah. a few headlines. Rigoberto Uran yep. back in 2016. Uh, he's about to retire. Good on him. We wish him luck. He said there's no respect. So I'm just curious as to what they mean by respect. Uh, is it respect your elders? Is it like because at the end of the day, it's it's it a highly competitive. Yeah, yeah. It's, an it's always base? the older guys that say it. You yeah, hear young blokes coming out and say, "Oh, they don't respect when they attack me." You know, like it's always the older guys who are saying, "And G's a legend, right? Like he's one of the most popular people in world cycling. Hundred percent. G is a legend and of all things mm. podcast. He's like loved by everyone in the peloton, yeah. and he is respected. So it's kind of weird he's saying it. Because maybe the respect is they're chopping his wheel coming into a climb or they're just attacking. Because if it's just attacking from the start, 
then he's got an issue. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, but maybe I, it's the other one. Yeah, I think if it's respect around safety and positioning, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you sure. need to have that respect. If it's more etiquette around they attack too early or hmm. they, they lose me there. Because yeah, even though it may be people like Cipollini and his albatross arms hmm. and his sprinter legs wanting an easier day... It's sport. Like if the only way you can win is by attacking from kilometre zero, then I say good on you. Mm. You've well, been the public paid. wants that. The public wants to see the attacking yes. racing. Yeah. They, they, you know. yeah. I, mean, so. I think he must be talking about the older, sorry, the older generation, um, longer stage races after they've just done monster stages and then you've got a 56 kilo Colombian going from kilometre zero mm. up a climb. Yeah. But they, that's his chance no one, to win. Exactly. So... Mm. You're a DS. You'd get one of your 56-kilo athletes to attack if it meant that that was their chance. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? There's there's 25 different reasons why you attack. Television, he's got a chance to win. KOM jersey, mm. you know, the young bloke has been told he lost his contract yesterday by the DS and he wants to get a stage win. He's fighting for his life. You mm. know, you've got blokes like Garant Thomas who are earning millions of dollars a year Shouldn't probably be complaining. No. Yeah, well, we, we like you say, love love GT and he's massively popular. He's a legend, the absolute world legend. Over. So legend. people listen when he when he talks. But if he mm. had, I guess, a better year potentially, is it one of those things where if you have oh, a lot he, of wins, you're like, oh, I love it. Everyone's so respectful and beautiful. But, but he's had a, he's he's had a great career. I don't think he's yeah. had a bad year. Yeah, he's a superstar of the sport. Keeps I mean, on coming. Yeah, the guy ran second in the Giro last year. Like, there's how old is G? I mean, he's not the spring chicken. Mm. It'd be pushing 40. Merci. He reckons he's uh, still cracking his own PBs. He's 38. Legend. Yeah, oh, unreal. Love that. Love that. That's fantastic. So, can do it. etiquette, modern cycling. You hear about this. There's so many good examples in sport. I, I just want to quickly throw back to the Ashes last year for the cricket and that stumping. That stumping that Alex Carey did on Johnny Bairstow, the English wicketkeeper that set the world on fire. <laughs> unreal. And all of a sudden, it was an absolute international scandal of epic proportions. But when England got back into that series and levelled it up, it was like, ah, oh, you know what, it, it, it happens. And then recently over in India, the same thing happened in their, their most recent series against India. So that's why I'm asking, is it a fair and foul weather thing where it's like if you're just not enjoying yourself? But you make a really good point on GT in particular. It's just that this comes up every year. So mm. where's the place for etiquette? Well, I, I think in my view... If you attack when someone's in the yellow jersey and they've fallen, yeah. etiquette says that you don't attack then. And, yep. and that's actually sportsmanship mm -hmm. because yep. you want to win the race in a clean and fair fashion. No one does it. So you shouldn't do that. Like that would be lacking respect. Mm. But attacking at kilometre zero or making it a really hard race, yep. that is not lacking respect. That's trying to win yeah. in the way that you can win. We've so seen it, haven't we? You can we? differentiate, I think. For sure. We've seen big crashes where people have literally gone over the side of the ropes. Are they okay? We don't know. Cut back to the peloton. Uh, bugger oh, it, let's go. But then there's the, the middle of the road where Demi Vollering stops for a pee break while wearing the leader's jersey, but at a terrible time. And mm. the bunch does keep riding and they say that's a lack of respect and the rest are like... Well, no, go to the toilet before the race or choose yeah. your time. So that's not the same as a fall. So there yeah. is a bit mm. of grey area. Big difference between attacking and just riding the same speed you're riding. 
You don't, yeah, yeah. You don't not yeah. wait for people in a bike race. We no. know we love you, Demi, but we do not want to ride in your slipstream. Uh, absolutely guaranteed. Or downwind. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that's right. That's the men's. <laughs> uh, the Wheelhouse Podcast, we're talking about respect and etiquette. I feel it's a good forum to do that. <laughs> It really is, because, jeez. Uh, look, really, really interesting. But that was said on the Red Bull Just Ride podcast. So, obviously, you know, we'd get some, you know, a couple of jabs out there and whatnot. It's always good for likes and shares. Once again, not a theory we follow here at the Wheelhouse at all. But it's always an in- interesting topic as well. And I, I think it goes both ways. Because when you mentioned Demi, I'm glad you did, because we saw a couple of... Uh, you know, within her own team, with a couple of other riders last year, a couple of incidents that were like, gee whiz, you're such a killer. Um, does that go the other way when you've got a dominant champion who's basically face-palming teammates and opponents as well? Oh, look, it, it's clickbait. It's content. Isn't it? <laughs> if nothing else. Yep, yep. Okay, it's the Wheelhouse Podcast and things are about to get very angry here because this week, Catherine, um, uh, a, a, a list, a list was released it's a new thing. They're doing it on the internet these days, bringing out a list. Uh, it's called the Top 50 mm. uh, Influential People in Australian Cycling. 50 of the most influential people in Australian Cycling. And the, and the, the byline is shining a spotlight on the important work of a few. And I'll highlight that, a few, just a few. I have one... A few? How many is a few? Well, can I say, for a list that's billed as a Top 50... I might be wrong here, but there's only 49 on the list. Because I just want to ask you, Kate, just really quickly, before we really get into this, uh, you've introduced me to a lot of wonderful cyclists over the years. You've helped me as best you can pronounce their names and, <laughs> and all sorts of things. But I've never heard of, I know there are others I've overlooked or missed. Where's he or she from? Yes, I don't, I don't know the etymology of that name. That's number 50 uh. on the list, yeah. Oh, 50, that's right down the bottom. Right. Does it even count? But that's the other thing. It says in no particular order. Oh, yes, but then you put it in an order by putting numbers on it. Yes, so exactly. It, there is an order. Okay, so let's get to the bottom of this list. Okay, so this list came out. Wade Wallace, look, hello to you and good on you. Salute for your wonderful work. And putting a list like this together is a, is a thankless task. Let's be completely honest. People are never, ever, ever, ever going to agree. My one question is... How is Merxy not on the list? Is that what we're all thinking? <laughs> yes. Yes. And I mean, in fairness, it, it might be a thankless task, but it's one he set himself. He did. He <laughs> took it upon himself so, too. Yes. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, look, it's, there are 48 incredible names. 49 is the volunteers uh, who run the sport. And sure. I, I'm all over that. Mm. I mean, you just can't name all of them. They're really the backbone. Um, If it was in an order, I think they definitely belong at number one. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I suppose one of the questions I had is how are we defining influential? Because to me, if if this is influential, one of the biggest names missing off the list is Catherine Whelan from Mm -hmm. SBS, uh, who single-handedly is responsible for the vast majority of cycling broadcast yep. in Australia. And has fought very hard. Yep. And has fought very hard for that. Um, so if we're talking about influence, I would say she's pretty influential. Yeah, good call. Um, and on that front, I would say also Dr. Brady O'Donnell, yes. who is the first ever female commentator of the Tour de France. I would say that there's some influence in that. She also has held very senior government positions in sport, in advocating um, on ABC Radio yep. in Melbourne. So again, from an influence point of view, I would say that she's pretty big hitter. Yep. Hank. Mm. Oh, 
Listen, there's some great names on there. There's no doubt. And like you said, it's a yeah. thankless job doing this list because you're going to miss so many people. But for me, it's very Melbourne-centric. And also, I, had a look, I did have a look on there, and I don't reckon clothing manufacturers make the top 50. <laughs> clothing manufacturers, maybe the top 50 most profitable, mm-hmm. but yes. maybe not the most influential. Yeah. It's, well, yeah, how, many, uh, how many hailed from the West Coast on the list, um, if you the, say you know Melbourne-centric? You know that bloke that won the Giro, won... Um, Stage in the Tour de France last oh, year. Yeah. Jai uh, Henley. Jai Sam Henley Wellsford. Uh, no, ben O'Connor. Jai, Jai, no, oh, none oh, of those right. two. So oh. glad you brought up Lutzi. Yeah. None of those where two. Where is Matty Richardson. He, he's going to win an no. Olympic gold medal. Oh, no. There wasn't too many trackies Hingley. except mm. Scott McStory. Yeah. Oh, well. Scott is in there, yeah. yeah. I don't know the last time he rode a track bike, but it's been a while. Back in 2020. But, again, deserved. He's got a... Hundred percent. There's some good names on there, does, but there's so. a lot. Of I mean, there's, it's a bit one-eyed. Sorry. <laughs> probably would have put. Um, Come on. Our the mate top fifty Rupert. Melbourne. Oh, top fifty Melbourne people. On there. Do you That's think? a good call, Mercy. Yeah. Yes. Hundred percent. Seriously. Like. Yeah, Roop's yeah. not been there. Like he was. How many Tour de France's has he covered? Oh. And because he goes across sports, and sports, he brings yeah. the influence to. Certainly, newspapers and outlets that normally wouldn't cover cycling. Yeah, I mean Rob Arnold. But he's not on there. Yeah, Rob mm. Arnold and yep. Ride Magazine. I mean, they've done some pretty incredible things forever. Yeah, since like so, mid nineties. Yeah, I mean, yes, long list. Well, you're not on there, Could Kate. Be, no, I'm not on oh, there. We're not on there. We don't get a start, Joel. I, I, look, I, you, I did make it, but I rang him and said, "Take me off, guys. It'll you, cause chaos." Because you knew you were going to get slaughtered on this podcast. <laughs> oh, no. Please, I have to turn up tomorrow. But I think Joel and Merksy should be best new talent. We're on a duo, Merksy. But uh, you know yeah. what? There, there, there's some due recognition of beautiful names have done beautiful things and continue to. I don't know if it's in ranking order, but Anamir's number forty. I don't know. No particular order. Come on. Well, when you put Jerry Ryan up there, who's the most influential person? Yeah. That kind of sets the benchmark. Yeah. So you go Jerry Ryan, Peter Mullins. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Where's that coming Where's from? That <laughs> Where's that coming it's, from? Yeah. It. And I think. Not bagging Peter. No, But I'm just saying Jerry Ryan, Peter Mullins, number one and two. Okay. Well, for influence, I mean, if you also look at someone like Bronwyn Victor who runs Sisters of the Saddle, who's just her community has Mm. raised so much money um, for people affected by domestic violence in particular. There to me, like the influence on the sport, but also the influence on the broader community, it's almost exhaustive. I'm so glad you said that because that's one of the beautiful things about this sport is this ability to re- to broaden that reach. And whether or not you're an enthusiastic or elite cyclist, it is a cause you can get behind by the very nature that it's done in a bunch. It's a, it's a sport that brings people together. And Bronwyn and her team, Jordana and her team, are great examples of people who are using the power and the positive energy of it to raise literally hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars every single year for incredible causes. Yeah. That's well, recognition that, that should be acknowledged. I'm not saying by this particular no, article, but in general. But, mm. I mean, Jordana Blackman, you know, it's the only women-specific cycling app in the yeah. world uh, with Llama. So that's Huge. pretty cool. I and, would and say your, that's pretty influential your, your in the... Uh, Nicks, your Llama Nicks. You wouldn't have them if it wasn't for Jordana. <laughs> oh, I know. And I'm very thankful for that. <laughs> anyway. I reckon uh, we should talk about who is Escape Collective, Kate, you probably should mention oh escape collective i mean they're the mob that were cycling tips yep and wade um sold that company and it essentially got gutted and 
They were mm. all devastated and the community was devastated. And so they rebuilt with Escape and I love what they've done. Um, and I think Johnny Long is our favourite there. He always writes, and, and shoddy Dave Everett, he always writes some crackers. Mm -hmm. So they're a really cool and eclectic bunch of... Uh, guys and Matt Deneef is another one of them and they're out of Melbourne did so maybe that's why it's Melbourne centric did they get a start on no, the no actually you know what like Johnny and Shoddy Dave and Matt Deneef probably influence half our run yeah <laughs> let's sweet. be honest so shout out yeah let's put them on hey there. look guys you're on our list um, Mike Tomalaris no I'm not signing up Ooh, huh? sorry, not, not, oh, no. I, there were a few people who weighed in in the comments and said you know he might, he might not be now but over the years yeah Look what he's done. So, there's. So, I mean, it to, has yeah. to be so very specific if you're going to go down the rabbit hole, and maybe that's what Wade was trying to do. Just throw a he's big. He's going to trying to get some clicks. You reckon? Oh, I think he yeah. has, whether he meant to or not. But he's in the business uh, of getting clicks. True. So Pat Shaw. Oh yeah, put Pat Shaw on there sure, for what he's yeah. done. Sure. Well, I think surely uh, not. There's, there's, <laughs> Oh, 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 wow. Come on, I had to do one punt. Yeah. That was um, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. That came off straight off the top of the head. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the drum? you got to do the drum. Um, I was happy to see uh, Michael Drapak on there. Yep. And quick story about that one too, actually. He picked up one of my riders who crashed 7K into the Melbourne to Warnemore the other day because his son, Pat, crashed. So And he's literally got a lift in a cop car with my rider, Declan Trezice, and Pat back to the start, and then they went to the hospital. Um like Michael's put in hundred million. Oh, and speak, look, speaking Ma of maybe double that over the over the twenty years, he never got the respect that mm -hmm. Jerry Ryan gets. That, that yeah. Michael has been our absolute. He's been a champion for our, our sport over the last twenty five years. Yeah, and, and love Speaking Michael. of Melbourne to Warney, before we wrap this up, Karen Jones, the only female race exactly. promoter in Australia, like she's still cranking out races. Still cranking yeah. out races. Without them, we don't have a sport. Hey. No. Nah. Yeah, well said. So is well it a said. shit list or is it a good list? I think it's, it's a shit sh list. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> I love it. I'm just saying shit it's list. a shit list. What they should do is Ours have a poll. A if they had a poll, Ooh. people get to vote and contribute. Yeah. But otherwise... You watch, I guarantee in two weeks that's going to be on the Escape Collective. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, an official yeah. poll. Yeah, oh, no, there's the look, shout look, out to them. Come can on, I fellas, say, up if it. They're trying to get more people on their platform. This is a win for them. Oh, of course so, it is. And look, we all know that that could absolutely have been the plan from the get go. You said the, the expression it's called clickbait. It creates argument. It creates debate. It creates interest. So. Mm. Good on them for spending the yeah. time doing it. I, I, there's a couple of sneaky extra mentions as well. <laughs> Peter Mullins is joined by Kelvin Rundle in the one ranking in number two. Mm. That's that's like, you know. It's like saying Kate Bates is great. She's on the list. Merksy also does well and Hank does well. Don't, yeah, I suppose Joel as well, all in one no, entry. You so there's really 117 people on this list. There's really <laughs> actually... <laughs> I've just and finished counting 727 in the top 50. We've there just added another 294. <laughs> yeah. You know what? We'll, we will come up with our own list, damn it. That's Ooh. what we're going to do. We're going to have a All list. All right. Okay, I love it. So moving... Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I was just trying to move on there. I did not mean to do that at all. Anyway, Kate, I have some... Um, I have a consolation prize for you because uh, in my you're in, in my list, my top oh. 50. You've snuck in. Right. Um, now... I can... That combined with the ambassadorship, uh, I'd like to present you with an official Brisbane welcome right now. If you're watching on at home, you can now see Catherine Bates being presented with her very own <laughs> Brisbane Broncos jersey. Merksy, can we get a, I don't know, whatever sound effect you have that appropriately marks this? Oh. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. 
Oh, hang on, sorry. Um, yes, yeah. you we, must curtsy when yeah. presenting anything. We should actually get a Brisbane Broncos cycling kit made. Well, here's would the you sell, problem. Would you sell some here in Brisbane, you reckon? Yeah. I mean, like I reckon you'd look, it's a, a, it's a yeah. lovely... I might get on a black sheep straight away. <laughs> Do it! It's a lovely hey? Brisbane Broncos jersey. It's got to be some license laws. Okay, I love it. Um, the, the small issue Go on. is that I'm a Parramatta Eels fan. Um, so you can take the girl out of the West, but you can't <laughs> take the West out of the girl. So yeah. um, maybe a half and half. You're the eel deal, aren't you? I'm oh, the eel deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah no yeah. horsing around in here. Yeah. She's the uh, eel deal, but we'll keep working on Hold it. On, what is the what? Brisbane Broncos? What's the horse's name? Buck. 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 Right. Yeah. He's uh, Buck had to be retired a few times because he's so used to no, running I, laps because they score so many tries. Did you just, yeah. Merksy, did you say for Bucks? Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. You know, okay. I went to a, <laughs> I actually went to a Denver Broncos football match. That's oh, that is okay. bucket list. Oh, because we've, bo- we've both when, lived in Colorado, and yeah. they are well. You arrive at the airport, and they have this yeah. Bronco yeah. up on hind legs. It's about twenty meters tall, isn't yeah. it? With devil red eyes glowing. Yeah. It's but terrifying. Ooh. When they score a try, there is actually a Bronco that goes piss bolt straight down the field with some guy like on the back of it, like. Going for in, the, in the middle of the field. In the middle, you know, oh. like, and you know the Brisbane Lions. They were trying to get a lion. Yeah, <laughs> that didn't go down real well. That was that would have been a PR disaster. That it, one. That one would have been. <laughs> but no, seriously, the, the the Broncos. They had a Bronco just full a full like um, length of the field straight after their try. What do we That's think incredible. the Lions were going to do with the lion? Well, they reckon there was going to be a lion goal with a big chain and stuff and it was going to roar and, you know, what are you going to do? Just zap it if it gets out of yeah, control. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the Greens, uh, the Greens, yeah. shut them down real quick. Yeah, yeah wow. some concerns with that. Look, we could be have a llama as our mascot. We sure could. Cause, or a mini goat. There you go, yeah. We've experienced those. And no bad ideas. Quite easy to... A mini Handle? goat, they're so cute. A mini they goat. are so cute. Aw, oh, even you think cute. mini goats but, are cute. But re- like adult goats are so evil. <laughs> but yeah, mini very, goats very evil are looking. so cute. But yeah, they're cute. Like they <laughs> jump, yeah. you know, the four-legged yeah. jump and sideways jump. This has taken an awry turn, hasn't All right. it? It sure yeah. has. Back on um, track, okay. you three. Oh, we right. could get a duck too. There's, oh, a, there's a condition where you feel that ducks are watching you, and that's a that's a thing we could play with that. Duckophobia. Yeah. Whoa! I thought it was a duck. Anyway, it's all good. Now, Catherine, on the Wheelhouse Podcast, let's get back. <laughs> let's get out of the serious territory now and have a bit of fun. You have a bit of a penchant for bringing in uh, items of value, shiny items of, that are shiny and beautiful, and you've got another one. This I do, week. I do. Um, I've got these. I've got two of these beautiful. Contraptions. Yep. I think Hank has one. And Hank has one. Are we making pizza? I actually can't stop playing with these things. I've been (laughs) playing with them for the last half hour. No, um, look, (laughs) they are ceramic speed derailers. Uh, And as I like a good uh, deep dive, the ceramic speed balls, Mm. fellas, 400% smoother, these balls, Mm. 128% harder. These balls. Hang on, Hang on. we're talking about the yeah. steel. Oh, okay. We're talking about ball bearing. bearings. Yes. In the jockey wheels. In the jockey yes. wheels. Okay. Yeah. Harder than steel. Yes, 128% harder than steel, 400% smoother. Really? These ball bearings. Ball bearings. Uh, and they have. <laughs> what are they, like made from Wolverine's claws or something? Uh, look, I don't know. All I know is they last three times longer than steel yeah. uh, and that their frictional drag. Mm. is far lower. Now, Hank, mm. these are all wonderful numbers mm. and I like my bike to go fast. Um, do these 
They work. Are they anything other than No, no, than no. Bike? They're unreal. They work. So I used to sell these at Bike Bug when I was there four or five years ago. Um, used to sell a lot of them um, that don't break and they're just faster. Mm-hmm. They're I mean, just fa- they're not cheap, but they work really well. And I mean, if you if you spin a normal jockey wheel on any road bike, it's going to go a quarter of a turn, maybe 10 mil. Yep. This thing this thing will go probably for 30 seconds. It's it just spins very, for, especially for time trials. If you're doing time trials and if you're really into that friction and drag stuff, then this is this, this is a great product. So my understanding is that, firstly, you can get this beautiful aerodynamic shield on it and mm. everything counts. So we know that that is a legitimate thing. Uh, but when it comes to the smoothness uh, and the hardness of the ball bearings inside these jockey wheels, it makes it easier to pedal, essentially. Mm. Like you're mm. saving a watt yeah. of oh, effort least, because yeah. it's so smooth. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they also have like unbelievable wax and chain Ooh. lubrication, oh. which actually makes it even better. Well, speaking so, of, they come with their own bearing pulley wheel oil Yeah, in a little bottle. Don't so leave home without go. some pulley wheel oil. No. I think... You mentioned expense too. I may as well drop the fact that at the moment these are 25% off. They are 25% off. So yeah. if you're keen, get on it. Save your money on uh, the titanium screws in your bike, which people are mm-hmm. all like, let's save weight on using those. Get yourself one of these. They're and very they, cool. They just don't break either. They're strong. <laughs> like they're well-made yes. quality products. It's not It's not a gimmick. They work well and um, they obviously are not cheap, but you pay for speed. Yeah, fair they're, enough. They're, okay. they're, they're more than just an expensive fidget toy. Yeah. But they make a very good fidget toy. Can you... I can't stop spinning it. It's good to spin. Um, we never do any spinning on this show. <laughs> can, can you cut a pizza with it or is it best left for the bike? I oh, wouldn't. I Don't wouldn't. do it? I wouldn't do it. Don't no. compromise the product. No. No, they're, okay. be- they're beautiful. I mean, if you really had to, you so could. You if you, if, if yeah. you couldn't I find mean, anything else. If you really had to, you could, but it'd be, yeah. be expensive I mean, the, the uh, yeah. standard pulley energy consumption um, is only 0.033 watts compared to 1.370 watts wow. for steel. So there you go. That's well, incredible. You, okay. Well, you Numbers. worked that over a six-hour race, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's legit. Yeah. Great. Okay, bikebug.com. Uh, and don't forget Wheelhouse Special, of course, is also applying to other products. Uh, just code Wheelhouse Air will get you a cheeky 10% off store-wide, basically. Do it. Well, it's not bad. It's not half it's bad. It's not bad while you're in there, while you've got your trolley full. Yeah. Hmm. Did Especially you manage if you're to, buying yeah. a complete bike, right? If you're buying a group set and everything else, it's a lot of money. It is. Yeah, a lot of money off. Absolutely adds up. Okay, it's the Wheelhouse Podcast. Hank Vogel's is in the house. Uh, Catherine Ambassador Bates is here as well. Thank now, you. Uh, let's talk about fatigue. Uh, we're all a little bit tired. It's only February. Yeah, I'm going to have a nap. Is that all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know those days where you wake up and you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm keen. My body's telling me I just want to get into it, but um, my mind is just saying hit snooze mm. and hit it again and hit it again and hit it again and hit it again. Uh, there's a, uh, some new research out around this, Catherine, the, there the is, downside. I find this really interesting. So what they're saying, we all kind of know anecdotally, but when you're mentally fatigued, you physically don't perform as well. I mean, we all think that's the case, but now they've actually got studies hmm. that show it. And the way that they tested it uh, was they got their test subjects to either chill out for mm-hmm. half an hour before they then did some strength tests or to read news and 
keep their minds quite busy. Mm. And the people who chilled out performed better in the strength test than the people whose mind was a little bit uh, more stressed. And mm. this seems like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Mm-hmm. But actually to have studies around this, now if you think about your athletes and you see them doom scrolling uh, mm. before a race, you legitimately know that they won't perform as well. So what's the fine line between the riders being robots Mm. versus in peak condition? Well, Mm. I already know that most DSs are trying to ban phones. Is that right? At certain points of, uh, especially on a stage race at dinner tables. I know that's a big one. At dinner tables, it's like, which is good. I think that's great for socially Mm. that you're sitting on a phone while you're eating dinner. That's That's so rude anyway, but... Um, I know that some teams are trying to get away from that, you know, and having them, you know, kind of uh, visualise a bit more and not be, you know, checking the messages from, you know, six people who are trying to buy the bike off you or something. (laughs) You know, that drives you nuts. You've had a a tough 24 hours. And on that note, I mean, in the Beckham documentary, they were talking about how the wives aren't allowed in camp for... The 24 hours before Super Bowl, yep. Taylor Swift went back to LA because she couldn't mm. be with um, Travis Kelsey for the 24 hours before the Super Bowl. Mm. So it's becoming pretty normal that they try and keep them as low stress as possible. And that's not just for the feeling, mm-hmm. it's actually for the physical performance. Yeah, I'm, gra- I'm so. glad it's been proven. Yeah, now, yeah, well, exactly. Because before it was like, oh, you're just a dinosaur. What do you know? It's like, yeah. hang on, let me just, there you go, just. Click that, click that link. Oh, hang yeah. on, yeah. on his phone right before the race, not before yeah. the race, but uh, when they're at home, yeah. 100% but it is interesting. You're right because otherwise they could just say, oh, you're trying to police us and we're adults, we can make our own decisions. But actually, no, if you're being paid to perform and there's something they know mm-hmm. really negatively affects your performance, yep. mm. then as the employer... Well, that's you just said the word there, employer. Employer. You're like, within your rights to say... Ma- general managers no. and DSs know what they're doing because they've been doing it for long... Longer than these kids yeah. have been alive, right? Well, mm-hmm. you can't be on a production line at the Red Bull factory and scrolling your phone. No, mm. well, no. You... So, listen to you, couple of boomers, eh? Yeah, wow. bloody kids. What uh, was Garrett Thomas <laughs> flying oh, planes oh, and eh? looking at their oh, phone? Do you now? Yeah. <laughs> scrolling on bloody TikTok. Oh, More well, on that in a minute. Proud I, to be a boomer. Speaking I, I, of, I do have an official read here, Catherine. And oh, to yes, prove that please. I'm not making it up, you can get a shot of it here. Mercy is a. A read, a couple of paragraphs there, uh, lovingly compiled, of course, from a number of sources. So a new study, Sports Sciences for Health, the effects of mental fatigue on 12 strength-trained individuals, so it could be any of us uh, doing that, two strength endurance tests in a bench press. Now, they had to perform a 30-minute cognitive task before it or sit quietly doing nothing for 30 minutes. So a cognitive task like what? Reading, writing, doing something like just thinking, basically, yeah. or sitting there daydreaming. And I love this because I love a good daydream. I just, I just love it so much. And we know that mental fatigue may have a greater ripple effect, blah, blah, blah. There's, there's so many studies. BMC Neuroscience has noted that mental fatigue can lead to difficulty concentrating, decreased alertness. We know that. We just go out and get a large coffee. But it's absolutely, it's very true. You can't work as efficiently. And we all want to work as efficiently as we can. Don't we, Kate? We do. We certainly do. Another study, Frontiers in Psychology, says that the effects of mental fatigue can persist for at least 20 minutes. Reaction time is slowed down due to that fatigue condition, 
but gradually improved over time. But this one, this one I love. In addition to reducing mental fatigue, bouts of daydreaming can not only improve your cycling performance overall, but according to human brain mapping research, says it can strengthen brain connections and boost your creativity as well. So you're on the bike, not only are you concentrating by having a daydream, you're coming up with a story or something as well. Like you're writing that. a screenplay, you're coming up with a doco <laughs> and you're winning races according to this research. Have a good daydream. I've, I've simplified <laughs> the research, but it's pretty cool. Daydreamer. It's, I love it because there's so much pressure and so much noise, but it's like maybe you can just check out. And just chill and stare at the horizon. What did you say, man? I just well. stayed no. <laughs> I think Now you're going to win. <laughs> Basically, now you're going to win. Yes. I think in summary, they're going to rip out the comfy seats on the bus yes. and put in hammocks. Well, Van Aert will be like, yeah, no seat. I love it. And get- <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> I win the Wout mention this week. Uh, Thank I you. think it's time to move on. <laughs> anyway, interesting like research. Uh, now, oh, hang on. Sorry. Got some breaking news here. We're going to go back to the bunker inside the bunker. Merksy, uh, some something's going down. Uh, what can you tell us? <laughs> <laughs> this must be serious. I was, I was daydreaming. <laughs> <laughs> it's about Remco? Yes. Yeah, Remco. <laughs> Remco is on TikTok. Thanks, Merksy. Okay, after the break, oh, we will talk so- go to the weather. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it. And so we, is Joe Biden. Okay. And we rehearsed that too. What? I'm so sorry. <laughs> that, no, it's okay. <laughs> this is why I keep saying we are not a new service. Is that right? like a community service announcement? Remco is on TikTok. Get Time on to board. Move on. Good news, TikTokers. So is Joe Biden <laughs> now. But anyway, Remco. Yeah. I'm just going to shamelessly take a moment oh, here to dear. say hello, Remco, because I know that you're listening and watching because you got involved uh, with some of our social media Earlier in the week. He did. And didn't block us. No, look, he told us at Wollongong uh, that he was a fan. I asked him directly and he said, Massive fan. He's like, I love the the, the what house? I love the. (laughs) Yeah. We love Strava art here on the wheelhouse. Merksy has completed several rocket ships around Brisbane. uh, But I think you've been outdone by a couple of French cyclists, uh, Mm. Merksy. So I love this. Just a gentle, gentle 2,100. And 96 kilometre mission, Kate. And this will be close to your heart, of course. How many? It is. Here, we've got it here. Uh, 2,196 kilometres, Hank, in 10 days. Uh, And they drew the ceramic ball bearings. No. No, it's the Olympic (laughs) rings. Oh, my. It's a pizza cutter. It's... The Olympic rings uh, in Paris. It's beautiful. Well, don't you... Seriously, you're probably going to have to edit this, but... (laughs) going to do that why don't you just do a big penis whoa <laughs> wow or a rocket ship yeah well be- I, that would be way cooler than that <laughs> you know what i love about you're it, gonna though? do that honestly <laughs> that what? Big i mean penis. There's a if, if it was a lady would they be doing a giant penis or a giant vulva oh my yes, goodness me i know we just said that twice um okay. anyway yeah. look to, 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 oh, Hank. They've basically ridden um, the distance from Paris to the surfing venue for Paris 24, let's be honest. They oh, have. really? Yeah, yeah. Well, hang on. Kate has the Olympic now, rings tattooed on her body. I do. I'm glad. I do. It's I'm glad it's not a rocket ship, Kate. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. You have thoughts? <laughs> I'm that's, done. That's Merxies. You're out. You're out. done? No. Uh, now, it beat the record. <laughs> what record? I'm being sabotaged here. The last record. Nope. Uh, 
was 2,162 kilometres. And that, guys, to bring it back to some normalcy, was, it was a love heart. Lovely. Yeah, it was a oh. love heart, and that was by a father-daughter duo. And Hank, I'm pretty sure that I know why the father-daughter duo didn't Do draw yeah. a rocket ship. Uh, they went for a heart. Do you call it a instead. rocket ship? That we were trying to be subtle. <laughs> oh, and you okay, sorry, I'm not that Vogel's subtle. Australian cycling legend is sitting here going, "Love heart, what a waste of time and <laughs> anyway. <effort." laughs> What are they doing? Oh, I'm a boy. Come on. Oh I'm still a boy. I love that too oh, with the record because they've slapped another 30 kilometres onto that record. You could have just beaten it by one or two. Could yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, must have so much time on your hand to right. do that. I think we, we can really? wrap this, this up. I've got <laughs> you got stuff to do. All good. It's the Wheelhouse Podcast. Kate, really, really quickly, you have a new segment. It's Kate's Ride of the Week. What do you got for us, Ambassador? I do. Look, we've gone for – in here we have – the Wheel of Misfortune and what I call the ride of the week, like the play of the day. You see mm-hmm. where I'm going with this? Um, and it's at the Classica de Almeria and there was a very tight finish. Now, there was a stack at the end mm-hmm. um, where Manuel Penalva, uh, he looked to be in pretty bad shape. So one of the riders from Intermarche, mm. Wanti, Adrian Petit, he stopped and he got off his bike before the finish line and he sat with him until the medics arrived, talking to him and keeping him calm and not finishing the race. Nice. Not even caring about the race until a rider from another team got the help he needed. And I thought that deserved our ride of the week. Yep, does. That, the ride of the week. to bring it full circle, That's Garrett fantastic. Thomas, that is respect. That is respect. That's <laughs> etiquette right there. Yes. yes. Keep it going. Uh, thank you, Ambassador. Thank you. Probably inspired by um, Pog and uh, Cousin Jonas in the tour the other year with a little bit of... Oh, Come yeah, on, a little bit of off-the-road action. I'm going to win. I'm going to win fair and square. That's etiquette and respect. Yes. This is the Wheelhouse Podcast. It's episode 81. We might be back for episode 82. I don't know yet. We'll see. Hank Vogels, legend. Thank you so much. Thanks. I hope I'll try to behave myself next <laughs> time. <laughs> I'm glad you bought you know your bike today because that rocket ship's at, at least a 50-kilometre commitment, telling you from experience. Just <laughs> Are you actually throwing the gauntlet out? Can you? Would you? Good sunny, co- sunny coast <laughs> of Brisbane. I've back. started something now, haven't you I? You have. Merck's yeah. your math it for you. Get the team to do it. <laughs> I an know he will. Get oh, the brilliant. team. Yeah, plot the team. I don't think our sponsors would be too stoked. No, you can do a relay where nobody really knows what a they're relay. doing. Well, yeah, so like, hey, you yeah, know, you, Izzy you, Khans, you just need to draw a circle. Oh, no. And you just need to draw a straight line and... You know, like they all do their one it little bit. It can be kind of weird asking young yeah. ladies in the yeah. team to do that. Well, can we edit if, that out? If can we, can we not? Can we you not can have ask? a rocket ship. No, we're not asking. We are not asking Izzy okay. Khan no, to be part not, of this. We're not doing that. It is the men's right. team only. Okay. Now I'm getting sacked. Love Both Izzy. of us. Love Great. Izzy. She's anyway, I hope you've enjoyed it. Lady. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Papa Khans. I'm so sorry. It's been a lot of fun. 81 episodes. And uh, thank you so much for your support along the and way. Sorry uh, to drag it down. Anyway, Ambassador, thank you. Oh, thank you, yes. Highness, thank you. Grazie. Merci, you're a legend. We'll get you on the next top 50. Until next time, like, share, subscribe, tell everyone you know. Brought to you by bikebug.com. It's the Wheelhouse Podcast. Au revoir. What the f*** was that? (laughs) 